Hi, I'm Black here at Columbia College Chicago in my intro to management class on a Wednesday morning. I'm here with an old friend and associate, uh, Colleen Maris, joining me for a live in-class podcast. Uh, to give some background on Colleen, she previously served time as a creative assistant at music licensing powerhouse Music Dealers here in Chicago. She also spent time at Universal Music Publishing as a creative assistant and she additionally worked alongside me for about a year, year and a half, uh, serving as my video producer for my Dynasty Podcast Network. It was awesome. Uh, she graduated from Columbia College in 2012, and currently she works full-time as the assistant to Chance the Rapper. Um, Colleen, awesome. Thank you for having hey, me. Hey, thanks Thank you for, for being having here. me. This yeah. is cool. This is super cool. Welcome to the other side of the podcast. Right. <laughs> uh, how are you doing today? Um, I'm good. It's early. It Congrats is early. to everyone for being here at a 9 a.m. class. I know. Damn. This is about like most, like we're a little bit above half the class okay. because it's 9 a.m. That's good. That's good. The struggle's real. I yeah. remember it for sure. <laughs> um, I know I just totally gave you an introduction, but I'd love to hear in your words, like yeah, let's start at the beginning. Like how did you first start out doing music work, working in music, and we'll work up to your more current stuff from there? Um, where did I start? Well, I definitely didn't really do anything in high school, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot of people like that, that. I think that totally gives you a step ahead. But like I was like a non I was just like a sports kid in high school. Really? Played I a thought... lot of golf. I was really good at golf. Um, <laughs> little like known facts right about Colleen. Right. Um, but then I was like, I want to go into music. Like This is definitely what I wanted to do more than a hobby. So I came here. This was my logical move from Wisconsin to Chicago. And yeah, I started here in the fall of 2009, kind of like fresh off the boat from the small town. And yeah, I just, I started in music business right away here. I think the first thing I did was go up to the Metro. I think I was like just turned 18 because I just turned 18 when I started here. And uh, it was only like a couple weeks in, I think. And I went up to the Metro and I was like, I know this is where I should be to like do anything cool in Chicago concert wise. And they were like, yeah, here you can like hand out flyers for us. And that's kind of how it started. I did that. That was like my first music industry thing. And of course, it was really like I thought it was so glamorous. But when I look back, I was like. 18 standing outside the house of blues in january passing out flyers to like i have been death cab for cutie at the metro um but and so many people started at the metro too like yeah like i'm not going to name names but people who are headlining arenas currently yeah 10 years ago were handing out flyers at metro like legit so many people in chicago started yeah there. i mean chance handed out his own flyers i think for his first couple of metro shows but yeah so i did that and then um I got involved with student programming board here, and that was like a big thing for me that kind of like set me in the right direction of like industry contacts and getting involved with events and putting on shows and like helping book people. Yeah. And then I met you. I think I was trying to remember exactly when if it was like because I remember the class I was in, mm -hmm. but I don't know what year if it was like my sophomore or junior year. I met you before I worked here at Columbia as an instructor. I was being brought in a lot, two or three times per semester to speak in various classes or to help, like, you know, be somebody who helps judge people or grade people for their final projects. And I was in a talent management class, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. 
and Colleen presented her final project. I don't remember what it was, but I remember literally watching you present and seeing what you, the work you did. And I immediately felt like I need to work with this person. I need to have her like come work on my podcast before she goes and works for somebody huge. Like, you know, that we don't have a frame of reference for yet that hasn't come up yet, but she's going to go do huge things. I need to get her while I still can. Yeah. It was actually, the project was on a artist I was managing at the time, which, um, was sort of a, I don't like the word failure, but didn't it didn't end up how I imagined it would, um, which I can talk about later because I've failed many, many times. Um, that's part of the whole process, I think. But um, yeah, so then I kind of like linked up with Hyman, did um, video stuff, which when I started, I had no idea what I was doing. I don't know if you knew that. But no, you did such a good job. <laughs> I just faked it until I made it. Um, yeah, so I did, I did like video stuff. Um, I kind of just started getting my hands in everything that I possibly could. Um, I was DJing at the time. Um, and that's actually kind of how the chance thing started. I met kids these days when I was DJing and kind of became friends with them, started going to their shows met Chance through them, and at the same time, Chance had a best friend that was living below me when I lived off Belmont um, when I was, like, a junior, senior here. And so I would, like, see him around, and we just kind of became friends, um, more acquaintances, really, I guess. Yeah, and then I started my first, like, though I guess the real internship I had, like, your thing was kind of just ongoing, which was cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever, like, pushed for credit here or anything, but... Then I did Music Dealers, um, which was really cool. And, yeah, did that my last semester here. Graduated. Decided L.A. was where I wanted to be. Am I really quiet? No, you're fine. Okay. Um, this thing's, like, in your face. I know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, on, I don't know, Larry King or something. Yeah, moved to L.A., that was super cool. I, like, wanted to do the whole major label thing. Wanted to be, like, you know, the next Clive Davis or whatever. Um, went out to L.A., got my job at Universal Music Publishing, actually through a connection here. Ended up working with, like, three Columbia kids at Universal Music Publishing in L.A., which was really cool. There's, like, definitely a, a community outside of here, everywhere, sort of. There's a really strong Columbia presence in LA. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't avoid the Columbia kids. <laughs> um, but it's cool. And uh, so, yeah, I worked there for mm, almost, I think it was just under a year. And then Chance had come out there just for like some different business stuff. Um, and we saw each other out there and I was actually at Universal. And I was like, um, you know, how's it going? Like, you're doing really well. Oh, actually, before this, see, I'm not good at chronological order. Um, Chance played Manifest. Right. In, and, we'll, and we'll talk about, like, that whole thing. Dude, yeah, that so was cool. cool. That was super cool. That was kind of my, like, vision for my graduating year was to do this huge manifest. And I really wanted Chance. And we made it happen. So we saw each other then. I moved out to L.A. We saw each other out in L.A. And then finally, I it was after one of his shows out in L.A. And I was just like, if you ever need anything, like this was literally my like job pitch. If you ever need anything, let me know. And he was like, yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> like, I need someone to to kind of come on and, and help us out because um, it was just him and, and Pat, who's still his manager. And I was like, 
sweet. Let's make it happen. And it took it took a little while to get everything like nailed down. But then, um, yeah, I got to call my parents and say I'm leaving my awesome full time job with benefits and retirement, and I'm gonna go work for this rapper that you've never heard of. Um, His last so, name is the rapper. Right. <laughs> I was like, so thanks for all the education and helping me get to LA. But, um, yeah, I'm going to quit my job. So I did. And that was actually, that was like, I was looking at the date. I think it was like a year ago last week. So that's crazy. So you covered so much of what I want to ask you about, which is awesome. Okay, good. I just went for all of it. No, yeah. So that's the whole discussion. My whole resume. So we're going to like break down some of those things because you talked about a lot of really interesting things. Um, Going bit by bit, you talk about failing a lot. And to me, I think a byproduct of the kind of social media age we live in is that it's very easy to see people on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and it looks like their life is really awesome. It looks like they're doing really well. Nobody puts the, I mean, some people put the bad stuff on the people who whine, but most people don't put the bad stuff on on social media. They just put everything that their life either like is in the best end or that they wish it is. And people don't talk about failing and how important that is. Kind of like, what did that do for you? What did it teach you? Oh my God. It's so important. Yeah, I think you just learn from all the times you failed. Like, okay, let's think of the times I've failed. So I had one, I actually have had two other people that I've like considered like myself in the management circle with. Neither of them are currently making music, but that, that shit happens. Um, I had a hat company with my... Your snapback company. Yeah, with my roommate, Free 99. Yeah. Um, We made studded snapbacks. They were really cool. Um, I still think they were cool, but it totally failed. We sold like five, and um, I still owe my parents like $200 from what I borrowed to to get the hats. Let's see, what else did I do? There's like, I mean, even the DJ thing, like that was really... So I DJed with my roommate slash best friend um and we were called lewis and clark and we were like a female dj duo and we did really well for a while it was really fun we did a bunch of shows here we did a bunch of shows um like around chicago we dj'd for nike that was really cool but like we don't do that anymore um and i think the most important thing about like failing in general is that you don't like put in your mind that you're failing until you've like moved on Mm -hmm. right so like each one of these projects like these two other artists that I worked with I totally thought that they were like the next big thing you know and like I totally believed in it up until it was like okay this doesn't make sense let's move on the hat thing we thought we were like golden like this is gonna be the next you know I don't know, leather jogging pants or something. It was like, the time for we that. We totally like, thought it was like... Ill America was starting to come up. Yep. Like, I think that there was the idea that, like, that was the thing. Um, yeah. But, like, totally, like, I just I just remember, like, believing every single time, like, this is it, this is it. And then, I mean, all the way through everything I've done, like, when I worked at Universal, I was like, this is it. Until I realized this wasn't it. And, I mean, with Chance, I'm luckily still in that place of, like, this is it. Yeah. He's a lot easier to say this is it with. I would imagine so. (laughs) It's not Um, hard when you're like headlining Lollapalooza to be like, are we doing okay? Maybe this is bigger than the hat company. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Something that's really apparent, you know, like obviously I see this, you know, because I've known you, but in the story that you've just told, like in the story of your life, not like a story like it's fake, but, you know, 
in your recounting of your last few years doing music work, one thing that's really evident is that you've been hustling. You've been hustling the whole time. You're always doing something, making something, going someplace, meeting people. The whole time I have known you, you've always been on the move. Like, I can't keep up. This is not exaggerating. The first time her and I have sat down and had a discussion in two years, and it took me putting microphones in front of us. Oh, right. <laughs> so you've always been hustling. Um, yeah. Where did that come from? Like, is that something that's just internal in you that you always need to be busy and you always need to be trying different things or? Yeah, I think so. I think like, I'm sure some of you guys in this room kind of feel the same way. Like when you're not doing stuff or when you're bored, you're just like not your best self, you know? So yeah, I'm definitely someone that like at my core just has to stay, like stay busy. But I also think it's fun. Like, I've tried so many different things. Like I said, I was like a DJ. I made hats. I did video for you. I did mm -hmm. video for other people, too. Um, I, like, took pictures. Like, um, I just did a lot of, like, different things because I've always just kind of, like, I guess, yeah, not, like, staying busy and like to kind of be versed in many areas, I guess. But, yeah, I get bored really easily, so I like to just keep it, you know, keep it interesting. To me, your enthusiasm was always really apparent. Like, I remember we went to Logan Square Auditorium to film oh, Cruella. Oh, Cruella, yeah. When they were, like, crazy. still a small enough act that they would play Logan Before Square Auditorium. Before they were in a huge lawsuit. Yeah. Before they were even singing in the group, live. That's so, true. you shot this awesome video that captured really great-looking footage from the show. It was really cool. But every time we worked together, your, again, your enthusiasm and your passion was apparent. And I've worked with a lot of people over the years, and some of them, like... You know, I've, I've literally had interns that I asked them to do their very first task, and it was a really easy task. And they basically said, like, oh, I have to do stuff. I'm like, it's the first thing I'm asking you to do, you know. And we were able to pay you a little bit for a couple of projects, like the Rocket stuff. But by and large, you weren't getting paid. But you always showed up super eager. You always delivered on your, you know, on what you were going to do. And that, to me, as somebody who, like, at the time, was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of leading this project with her. Like, that always stands out to me. And that's something that employers collaborators people look for is somebody that can actually deliver like how does that play into what you do with chance because I would imagine on that level you really have to deliver you can't slack no definitely not and chance has more energy than anyone I've ever met in my entire life so it's definitely like a keep up type situation um I'm constantly like having to find energy within myself because his is unlimited um but yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, when you're doing something you love and, and then it's like, they say, you know, like it doesn't feel like work. And I think that's where like the enthusiasm comes from. I mean, I think I was really lucky to know that this is what I wanted to do early on, especially like coming here. And so it was just kind of like, this is what I get excited about. You know, this is like some people like clothes. I like concerts, you know, like it, this was like, I just knew this was my passion. And so it wasn't, I don't think it was ever hard for me to be enthused. You know, like when you're, like I said, when you're doing what you love, it's like, this is awesome all the time. And I think, yeah, it's, it's just like, I don't know, my dad's always like, he's a big attitude person, you know, and it's like how you react to situations. And, um, but I think that's, what's cool, especially like about Columbia is I think you guys are all here cause you know, like, this is what you want to do. Um, and that's puts you ahead of a lot of people in the world, you know, just knowing what you want to do. And then once you know what you want to do, your goal's there and you can just go after it. And that's kind of how I got here, you know? And I knew, even though I didn't know this is what my goal looked like, like 
if you would ask me when I was sitting in here at Columbia, like, are you going to go work for a rapper on like the management side? I would have been like, mm, probably not. But here I am, you know, and it's awesome. So. And again, like, I mean, talking about attitude, like, again, the first time I met you, before I actually met you, but, you know, when I saw you presenting at Columbia, it was very apparent to me that you had drive, that you had creativity and that you had passion. Like it was, it was evident because you carry yourself that way. And, and that really shows through to people. So, you know, we've got people in this room and people are going to hear this after the fact as a podcast, you know, a lot of Columbia students, you know, something I hear, and I'm not even singling out this class, something I hear as an instructor a lot is people are like, well, I don't know if I have the time to kind of pursue what I want to do, or it's hard because I'm not getting paid and I have to pay my rent and I have to pay tuition. You know, as somebody who has gone out and done a lot of these things, and it's not like you were coming from a trust fund or anything like that, like how do you work? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be nice. Yeah. How do you work like following what you want to do and what you believe in and you know you're supposed to do when, you know, there was a long time before you got to the chance level. Yeah. You know, like where you have to pay rent, you have to pay tuition, yeah. and you have to kind of take care of the real world. Yeah. Um, well, I worked here actually while I was in school, um, like 20 to 30 hours a week doing um, special in the office of special events. I guess I skipped over that in my chronological thing. <laughs> um, but that's a really cool thing you could do. Um, I knew I loved like live events, management, kind of like overseeing things being put together. Um, and so I like applied to work in the office of special events here. Um, and because I was in student programming board, that was kind of like a recommendation that they knew what I was doing. Um, and so I actually worked here at Columbia for three years, um, or two and a half, I guess. But yeah, that was like a huge stepping stone to kind of like start your professionalism almost, you know, like, I think that's really important is like, I did that Metro thing, like handing out flyers. And that was the first thing I could put on my resume as a freshman. So like start now, like whatever it is, like the flyer thing that didn't cost me any money. Like I had my U-Pass, so it really just cost me my time, which if I could give two hours a week, which is really all it was like go up to house of blues or whatever hand out flyers for like 30 minutes as kids leave, go home. But that was like a huge thing that I could put on my resume, like Metro street team intern is what they told us we could call, you know. And then you know people at Metro. Exactly. Yeah. And And that that was, yeah. Yeah. Um, And they actually said like, if I wanted to come there for an internship, you know, they, like I had a straight shot to apply. Um, And I just never like, I ended up doing a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, I mean, I I think just like, the quicker you can get involved in whatever it is, like it, a lot of these things, like, yeah, they won't pay you, but if you can manage your time and which you have to do anyway, once you leave college, cause no one's doing it for you, which mm-hmm. was a great reality. I got to experience like once there's no one setting your schedule, you're like, Oh my God, I have to do this myself. I work till like 4am every night and I'm so used to it. Cause I've been doing it for years. Like the other day I was having a discussion with someone and they're like, oh, you work till four. And I'm like, Oh, wait, other people don't do that? When I saw you at a 9 a.m. class, I was like, I never imagined you, like, around in the world before noon. I got three hours of sleep, and that's fine. Because, like you said, I'm excited. Like, I love teaching. I love the idea of, like, doing this with you here today. So it's not like I'm like, oh, why do I have to It's not hard, right. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's why I tell people all the time, like, you've got to find something that you love because otherwise you're just going to be miserable. Like, and that was something my parents taught me, too. Like, my dad does... um, 
He's like a lawyer that does like trusts and wills for people. Funny you said that thing about the trust kid. I wasn't the trust kid, but I was the kid that's dad gave other people's trust fund kids money. It's so funny because <laughs> not to like interrupt you, my dad is a bankruptcy attorney. So uh, he okay. was working with the other side. Right. Yeah. You know the trust fund kids? My dad has the broke people. So. Yeah, right. I got to hear stories about these kids getting tons of money. Um <laughs> but his that but that's what he loved to do. And I never understood it. Like I've like gone into his office and I'm like, this looks like the most boring thing of all time. <laughs> You're like doing paperwork and like I was like, I could, I knew I could never do that, but he loves it. And he always said that, like, find something you love and, uh, the money will come. That's the other thing I think to, to kind of what you're saying. Like I definitely went out of pocket for stuff, um, which I was fortunate to have a job here that I could do that. Like I said, the hats and like, you know, just, I remember the, I think the first year I went down to South by Southwest I had to, I spent so much money that I did not have. Southwest like a car, like, it's like a money. Thing. Right, yeah. I was like buying, you know, like ten dollar chicken waffle tacos and weird street food <laughs> and getting too drunk and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean the the money the money will come for sure. Like if you work hard, I'm a firm believer in that. Like if you work hard, you will find the opportunities that will not only pay your bills, but like allow you to have, you know, simple, nice things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about your work with Chance, you know, because you're his full-time assistant. So what does that mean? What does it mean to be the full-time assistant to, when you met him, an artist that showed some promise? But, you know, to give people some frame of reference, you met Chance pre-Acid Rap, probably pre-10-day. Yeah, I, th- I was going to say, I think the first, I don't remember the the first, first time, but it was like, I think it was right around when he was doing 10 day, um, when he, like I said, his, one of his best friends lived in the garden apartment of, um, of like our building or whatever. So you didn't, you didn't meet him. I did not know like, he was a rapper when I met him. I just knew him as chance. And you <laughs> like, didn't jump on like when he started to do the Lollapalooza stuff and then you're like, Oh, let me go do that. Like you just happened to like believe in the project. Yeah. And, um, I mean, like I said, knowing kids these days was like a huge help cause he was also like their best friend. And yeah, when I met them, I met Vic Mensa at the same time, um, obviously in kids these days and kind of like me and uh, funny enough, actually Nico, who um, is like the head of, yeah, who's, who is now the head of this project that Chance has been working on surf that's coming out. He, him and I just kind of like stayed in touch after doing an event together that I DJed and kids these days played. And yeah, I just like, I, I knew that I think trying to remember when I I think it was around manifest well it was a little bit before because it was after 10 day um because we actually booked chance to play manifest and this was manifest 2013 we booked him I think in November and I just like I don't know I just had a feeling like I well one I liked his music so in a way it was like my selfish senior manifest of like I want to bring in like someone I like which actually, I keep forgetting all these cool things. The year before, I had booked kids these days. So, and Chance came out. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> Chance came out for one song. And that's when I, I talked to him, I think, the first time, like, on a business kind of level. Um, and I was, I think I might have even said then, like, I want you to come back next year. Um, I just saw how the crowd reacted to him when he came out for that one song. And it was crazy. Like, here was this, like, I think he was 17 at that time, um, 17-year-old kid, like, turning up. 
this college crowd with a cigarette, you know, right. like looking crazy. Um, and I was like, we got to have him back next year. So I think we booked him in November for like a ridiculous amount of money. And by ridiculous, I mean like very small. Like Because you guys caught him right at the end of him being an unknown property. Yeah, so like, we know, got him in November. in Chicago knew him. Yeah. But there was no, Madonna was not calling him at no. this point. And you, got, you caught him for Which Manifest. Which she does now. At the very end of that yeah. window. So Acid Rap came out in April of, uh, April of that year, uh, that next year. He did South by Southwest, which was like a huge thing for him. He was like, he's like the perfect person for that. Um, and then, yeah, and then Acid Rap came out. And as soon, I mean, as soon as Acid Rap came out, it was like explosion, you right. know. And then, so that was April. And then we had him in like the first week of May to, for a free show outside here, which was And that wild. show was so packed because I was not teaching here, but I knew about it. I knew that mm-hmm. you were involved. I wanted to come out, and I couldn't find parking. I couldn't find paid parking. Every lot was full. I didn't get to see the show. Yeah, I think I, it was I like... I couldn't ditch my car anywhere. Yeah. Mar- I remember Mark Kelly came up to me and said it was like the best manifest they had had in like 10 years. I think they estimated there were like 5,000 kids there. Like, they basically had to shut it down at one point. Like, and, yeah. then, and then they couldn't get Chance out. So I have these pictures still of like the like Columbia security people, which they're awesome. But as you know, they're not exactly like, right. And there's like grandmas and stuff. So they're like trying to block the crowd and they're trying to like rush chance into this SUV. And it was just like a total shit show. But I was sitting there like, this is awesome. Um, I just like, you know, flipped the school over. And that really set the tone for kind of what you were going to do going forward. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough. So I think we, we, we got into the history. Let's let's get into the day to day now. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, what, what do I do? Yeah, no, but um, it's awesome that we delved into kind of like how this came together. What do you do with Chance? Like, what does it mean to be an assistant to such a large artist that you were on the ground floor for? Well, it's interesting for us because um, I'm sure, as like most of you know, we're totally independent. So we don't have a label. We don't have a label situation. We don't have a publisher. We don't have um, uh, we don't have a man like a management thing Firm. yeah right. it's um, not overseen by like diddy no no it's literally pat who's been with him um three or so more years now um it's all chicago people it's pat yeah. it's you like yeah. it's austin vesley yeah shout out to austin vesley yeah shout out to you <laughs> um yeah so it's it's kind of like i i like to think of it as like our own small business right that just happens like to some small businesses like gross a lot of money and do really good things. So day to day is kind of, I wish we could do like one of those like cop ride along. Like you like sit in my back That'd seat. That'd be an amazing <laughs> podcast. Um, you right. Let's um, set that up. We do. I mean, so, so my point was like, we kind of do everything, like everything you can think of that, like you would do with an artist marketing, like recording everything we just do internally. So day to day is pretty much like we might go to the studio. Um, we might, we've been going to the studio a lot now cause we're trying to finish this, these projects. Um, we've been doing a lot of like community stuff. We just did on Monday an open mic, um, for high school kids, which was like, we got like 500 kids to show up. I think we had to turn away 200, so Chance is, like, really big on community stuff. So we've been doing a lot of that recently, which is super cool. A lot of, like, Chicago. Yeah, all Chicago city stuff. City culture work. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 
Can we talk about his dad? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his dad. Yeah, his dad. Um, I don't know what his exact title. He works with the He works city, with, for the directly for the mayor. For the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, he's been a big help. We've like met with the Field Museum. We're like working on doing stuff with them. Um, the Parks District, like all kinds of cool stuff to kind of keep it interesting, you know. Um, but yeah, I so like my job title, I guess I run everything day to day. So like anything and everything you can think of, like appointments, like if we have to travel somewhere, um, if we have to like, and then since we don't, since we're like an internal kind of small business, all like press opportunities and like show offers and stuff like those sort of filter through Pat and I like only, you know? So yeah, I kind of, that's every day is different, which I love. Um, you know, I was at Universal doing like nine to seven, at a desk and that was cool, but like not my end game. So I love that. Like every day is something different. Um, Oh no. I I was just going to say in chances, like really big on fun stuff. So a lot of the stuff we do is pretty cool. Like we'll go to like the trampoline park or we'll go play. Like we've done some ridiculous things. We paintballed. Um, we like go, go karting. Um, describing seasons of community. Right, like, yeah. You're, you're like, that's literally what it sounds like. Yeah, well, um, we're really big whirly ball enthusiasts. I don't know if any of you guys have played whirly ball, but it's super fun. Yeah, it's that's what I love about it the most, I think, is like Chance is awesome um, as a friend and, you know, a boss. And so we just, we do a lot of different things. Yeah. I think one of the things that's really apparent from what you're talking about, like that's a key to success, is being the person that does whatever's asked of you. Yeah. You know, if, if you work for a Even company... Even if you don't know how to do it. Especially if you don't say know how to yes. do it. If you work for a company and somebody's like, hey, can you stay late and help with this thing? And you're like, no, it's not my job. And then somebody else does stay and do that thing. Like, that person's going to get ahead. Yeah. And, you know, again, like you're describing, and I've seen this with you, that you're somebody that... When you were doing video with me, mm-hmm. I needed a video producer, and I didn't really know that you didn't know how to do video. You just found a way to do it, and you did right. a really good job... But I think that that's a big key component of success is that when opportunity comes, you don't say like, well, I don't know how to do that. Check back with me in two years because no one's going to check back with you. No, honestly, just say yes, especially now, like in college, there's there's nothing at stake, right? Like you're not going to get fired because it's not really a job. Like hypothetically, if someone asks you to do something like intern wise or whatever, you're not going to lose your house. No. And that's, that's, I think the biggest part is that like, it's, if it's free, which most of the stuff I was doing in college was like, it's not, if it's not about money, like people can't get that mad. And if they do, then they're like shitty people, but it's not (laughs) like you borrowed $2,000 and you like, can't pay them. Like, sorry, I fucked it up. Can I (laughs) say, am I like allowed to curse? Okay. I didn't know. My mom's going to listen to this and be like, Colleen, Margaret. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, say, say yes. Um, I remember I did the Grammys. I think I saw you at Lollapalooza that year when I was like shooting for the Grammy. Yeah, for Grammy I remember U. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I told Grammy you they needed like a videographer just to shoot interviews. And I think I had done like one or two for you, but like pretty basic stuff. And I just really wanted to go to Lollapalooza and I didn't have, it's like $325 or something. I didn't have $325. So I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out a way to work. And one of my friends was interning at Grammy U and was like, well, we need someone to do video. And I was like, well, I don't like really know how to do video, but I had a nice camera, which was something I had just, you know, invested in myself because I wanted to have. So I was like, I'll 
do it. <laughs> I got there and had no idea what I was doing. Like, I remember calling one of my friends that went here that was like a film student being like, how do I open Final Cut? Like, what I've, I've like clicked on the little movie thing at the bottom, but like, what do I do now? You know, like, I don't know these files. I don't know like what, what's happening. And I remember sitting at Lollapalooza, like on the Wi-Fi, Googling, like, how to splice footage or like how to edit on this or whatever. Again, this is blowing my mind because you did all these videos for me. No, and I, I, I just realized that I, you didn't know how to do it. Well, like you can learn really quickly. Like, yeah. thank goodness we live in a, in a day where, you know, the internet YouTube is like your best friend. Oh my gosh, I've watched yeah. so many YouTube tutorials. And I think that's what's cool is like, a lot of things you can do on your own. Like you don't have to go to film school to like do basic editing. You like, you know, you don't have to like, there's a lot you don't of have to get stuff. hired by like universal studios no. to make a movie. Yeah. No, not at all. Austin, you shout out to you again. To be a successful rapper headlining Lollapalooza. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like find other ways to do stuff. And that, that was kind of just like always my motto, but I said yes to a lot of things like say yes whenever you can really and then figure out how you're going to do it later, you know, like, cause you can figure it out. Like, and you have classmates that can help you figure it out. Like I said, like I was on the phone with someone here at Columbia, like, how do I do this? <laughs> There's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome that we have the internet really. Cause you can literally figure out anything. Shout out the internet. Yeah. yeah. No, for real. So we covered some really awesome stuff and I love what we talked about. And I'm going to have you in my class tomorrow. So I'm going to save some questions for you then. So we don't, okay have the exact same conversation because I feel like that'd be so boring for you. But what I think would be awesome now, we have this awesome class, um, my intro to management class here on Wednesday morning here at Columbia College. And I'd love, if you guys have questions, we have this mic, you're welcome to step up. Or if you don't want to be on the recording, you can raise your hand and ask a question. But Colleen has done like everything. So you should ask her some questions because she is doing awesome work. Can I ask them a question first? Yeah, go ahead. Um, how many of you just like, cause intro to management is like all like different, um, what do all I want to say? Like, like, yeah. Yeah. So how, how many of you guys are like music and then there's like fashion, right? Like media is, management. Oh, media management. Okay. Film. I was just trying to film. Oh, okay. You look like a film guy. You're going to go very far. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. I was just wondering, well, who I was speaking to. And, and something that, so I have a self-management and freelancing class, which has, 50 students and there are so many different concentrations there but the class is ultimately based around how to become like a successful independent entrepreneur and I always tell everybody at the beginning of each class like hey this week we might study you know photography tips but the lessons there are universal we're not just studying photography we're talking about how to create creative content for everything and so Colleen talking about how to you know make it as a music student or you know as a music now like manager it's not just specific to music. The idea of like saying yes to everything, of being ambitious, of being mm -hmm. creative with your time, those are not strictly music principles. Like you can apply that to any concentration. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's get some questions up here um, from you guys. I know it's early in the morning. So the question is basically like, is it too late to be in the music game on any significant level? Because it's kind of like there's a lot of shadiness and so many artists are independent now. Is there still a music game to get into? Is that kind of... The question? No. Okay. Right. Yeah. So is it too late to switch your major? Yeah. Just like, could you get in? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so actually I can give you like a straight up example. Um, 
when I was at Universal Music Publishing, one of the other uh, creative assistants, her husband was a graphic designer. He went, I don't, I feel like maybe he didn't go here. I don't want to say that if it's wrong. Um, but he went to school for graphic design and he designs for the labels like out in LA. Um, and he's technically freelance. I mean, I think if you're going to run into one thing, it's going to be that, that a lot of them have cut that out or like, like in terms of like, you might not be working for Universal, like as a Universal employee, you'll be like an independent contractor or like freelance or whatever, which I think is only an advantage because then you could work for all different labels. You could, you know, do other projects when you're not doing a label project. But that's totally like they need those people and they don't necessarily want them to be music people either. You know, like sometimes if you're you, like you never you wouldn't want to hire like from the same pool, you know, like if I'm going to pick a graphic designer, like I would love for them to be outside of like that small thing, you know, like I think it's it's like an advantage that you're also that like that's your major, you know, like that's your that's what you're focusing on. So you're going to end up being really good at that. And then when you come to a label or you come to any, you know, any music company, whatever that is, like if it's a Spotify or SoundCloud or whatever, you know, you have that like I'm a graphic designer. Like I'm not a person who does music who like sometimes graphic designs like um, this is what I like went to school for. This is what I do. So I would see it as like, I mean, a total advantage that like you're really kind of honing your skills right now. Um, you have something that a lot of people are, like in the music side aren't going to have who are strictly music people. Yeah. And, 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 but there's definitely still like people will always need art, like, and, and art will always exist without an industry. Like that's one of chances things he always says is like music will always exist. Like, you know, art will always exist, whether or not we have people buying it or selling it or pushing it out or whatever, like people will always consume art. That's just like what we do as humans, you know? So there will always be a need for you. That's what I'm trying to say. You are needed. That uh, sounds that's, so that's what we all need to hear. Yeah. Right? I'm going to tell each one of you how needed you are. And if you look under your seats, no, there's nothing there. <laughs> you all get a car. Yeah. Your tuition is free. Just kidding. I can't say that. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. Like leads to a revolt. Yeah. Right. When did you know you were doing the right thing? Like between all the different things you tried and some of them working and some of them not. That's a really good question. Um... I don't think, I don't, I still don't think I know, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you don't know until after the fact, I think. And you just got to give like 110 in whatever you're doing. You know, there's still times where I'm like, even with chance, like, are we, are we doing this the right way? You know, like, is this going to be good? You know, like we have this huge, there's this huge album that's coming out that we've been working on for like over a year, you know, with, with all of the like social experiment with Nico, with all these different guys. And, you know, we're still all like, I mean, we know it's amazing cause we believe in it, but like, what's going to happen? We don't, we don't really know. But I think you, you'll kind of see like a pattern too of like, you'll start to see like, Oh, that was a good thing I did. Like, Oh, that was super cool. Um, and I think that started here. It was kind of like, when I started interning for him and, you know, videos started coming out and like there was like real content I could see. And I did um, I like worked for the Grammys at Lollapalooza and kind of like 
whether it's a like physical resume where you're like, oh, I've had these accomplishments and I can put them on my actual resume, or if it's just like, you know, cool stuff you did. Like I got a very nice check from Nike one time for DJing. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I think, you know, it's, it's like, okay, I see a pattern of like, I'm making good choices. I'm like doing all right. But I think coming here was like the biggest thing. Cause it was just kind of set me on a, on a path, you know? And like, I had a goal to get out of here early and and then I knew I wanted to move to LA. So I think just kind of like, but constantly be like self-reflecting. I think that's kind of like what my message is. Like, look at the things you've done. And like I said, whether they're like things you can put on a resume or not, because there's a lot of things you won't put on your resume that are really important that just have made you a better person, made you better at your craft or whatever you do. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if there was ever like a definitive moment where I was like, Yes. Um, you know, I'm doing I'm doing this the right way. But yeah, just kind of slowly putting those like trophies in your in your cabinet of like even little things like after I left doing passing out flyers from the metro, um, I think is when I, I kind of like started with you or whatever and I was like, Okay, no longer am I standing outside in ten degree weather handing out flyers. I am now at North Coast with a VIP badge. You're like, going backstage at Metro. You're, yeah, not a, yeah. you're not outside of Metro. You're backstage at Metro right, yeah, shooting video of yeah. stuff. But it's like little, little steps, you know? And like I said, you'll have those failures along the way, which you just got to like, you know, learn from them and, and keep moving. That's the biggest thing. Like once you realize you're like done with something, have something else and then go 110. That's really, really, really key because I, like in my career, I've done radio, I've done journalism, I've done event production, I've done... Obviously, the podcast, I've done teaching. I'm doing some hotel promotions now just because I think it'd be something that's fun, and it is really fun. And like, and I always am setting up other things because I have seen people in fields that only have one specific thing that they do, and then that job goes away, or the company goes away, or the industry changes, and then they don't have another thing to do. Yeah. And that's really like, that was always something that was like alarming to me. Like, I never wanted to be that person that had one thing to do, and then that thing changes, or I get left behind, and I don't. I don't get to be in the conversation anymore. Yeah. And I've been able yeah. to do this like a, like a crazy long time and not everyone has been able to. And it's not because I'm like smarter or like have more money than anyone else. It's just that I always am trying to do different things. Yeah. yeah. No, so. definitely. All right. So let's get some other questions here for Colleen. Yeah. That's a really good yeah. question. Again, throwing it in the mic. Like just how do you make yourself marketable? How do you move from one project to another? How do you network? Right? Am I getting it? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's really good. I, I think part of it comes as like a snowball effect, right? Like once you start doing one thing, so like once I started at Metro, I met, um, or I like was in contact email wise for the schedule with their internship coordinator. So like I said, there was always an opportunity after that if I wanted to, to kind of intern there. Um, I think as you keep going, the paths will kind of like split for themselves right and you'll kind of see like I could have gone that route but instead I you know went towards like how I ended up at music dealers with an internship for credit just through like I hate because people are always like network 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 and that it is super like crucial yeah it, like I don't I, I don't think I'm trying to remember like I probably handed out a business card with my name on it like 
less than 20 times my whole like college career. And like the first time I got business cards was like, because it was required in a class. Um, and like, that's like, I don't want people to think that's like the only way. Cause that's not, I, that's not some people. That's definitely some people, which like, if it is you go for it, hand out your business cards, it will work. I've seen it work, but that's just like, not real. That was never really me. I was more of like, a conversational person like we could be acquaintances we could be friends or whatever um and it's, like it's really like meeting engagement. people yeah exactly like engaging like people networking is so yeah like being part of a community yeah and i think that's the difference like you became you made yourself part of a community you got yeah. to know kids these days you got to know chance you got to know that whole circle and you did it not at a time where it was really opportune to do so mm-hmm. but you did it at a time where you're like man, these kids turn the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I want to hang out with them. Yeah. You made yourself part of that community. You're always doing work, putting yourself in front of other people. And, like, yeah, you weren't coming up to people being, like, really, like, L.A. and being like, here's my card, call me, tweet me, like, yeah. let's go get lunch, blah, blah. Yeah. You were never that person. Which is so L.A. Yeah, um, yeah no, that's what I was going to say. I think it's really about meeting people. Like, and, and it's meeting people, like, one, your classmates. Like, your classmates, whether it's it might be you, or your, some of your classmates will be very successful. Like I can now count among people I met here. Like one of my friends is now Big Sean's like creative director. Another one, shout out to Austin again, is about to make like a feature length film that independently. Looks awesome. That's going to be amazing. Another another guy that didn't go to Columbia but that I met while I was in college here in Chicago is now a Grammy-nominated producer. Like, the people that you're around right now will be successful. And, like, I I would count yourself among those people. Um, You know, I hope people are like, I know Chance the Rapper's assistant because we met at Columbia. Um, You know, I think that's, like, one super cool thing about Columbia. But even beyond that, like, we live in Chicago. Like, there's people who are going to school for music business in, like... You know, Iowa. Iowa. My grandparents live in Iowa. I can't say that. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to think. Iowa. Idaho, Delaware, Utah. Yeah. Um, you know, like they're 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 the ones that are really looking at like an uphill battle. Like, sorry to break it to them, but like Kent State is not like a mass market. Um, you know, like actually we went there, so I, I keep slamming places that <laughs> I've like done business with. There are places um, that are not as right, opportune as Chicago. Right. Like we are in a very fortunate place. Um, so yeah, I would say just like, like meet people like, and, and if it's not necessarily like pitching yourself, um, because I don't feel like I really did that really. I mean, even the chance thing was like one of the first times where I was like, I'm going to like throw it out there that like, you know, I'm going to ask for this opportunity, which is very crucial. Like you definitely have to be willing and able to do that. Because like, for me, it was like, that's such, if I would have never asked that question, I don't think I would be here. Like they were looking for someone to help them, but there's like, let's be honest, there's a lot of capable people that could like be an assistant. Do I think I'm the perfect one for the job? 100%. Like I'm the best, but you have to have that mentality of like, I'm going to succeed and I'm going to make this team better, you know? And I think that's why we've done so well, but it all started with just meeting people. Like I said, when I met kids these days, like that wasn't like you're saying, that wasn't a business thing. It was just like, these are creatives in my community. Um, They didn't, yeah. Like like, they didn't go to Columbia, but they lived in Chicago. So I would, that's what I would say is just like meet 
as many people as you possibly can. Like, cause you will either work with them in some way or they will be able to help you. Um, or you can help them. That's, that's the other thing yeah. I think people forget is like, it's really important to not just always be like asking and I'm not, I'm not like looking at you like you do this, but like, it's important. A lot of people just ask for things. Can I have Lollapalooza passes? Hey, can you get me backstage? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you give me this? They never say like, Hey, it looks like your website needs to be overhauled. Like I got a free month between projects. Do you want me to work on your site? Or, Hey, like, you know, it looks like you guys don't have a lot of videos. Let me like, you know, manage your YouTube page, like be the person that brings something to somebody that'll open so many doors, way more doors than like, Hey, can you get me back? Can I meet chance? You know what I mean? Like, no, you like you, you go to people, you see what they might need or you ask them like, Hey, is there anything I could help you with? And people that'll endear you to like, that'll open up so many opportunities for you. If you're the person that offers solutions and brings opportunity to people and helps them versus always just asking. Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah, make friends. That's what life's about. Yeah. Anyway, Shout outside out of business. <laughs> Shout out to Doe Friends. Yeah. That's our group Squad. chat that we have. <laughs> My name's Andrew Stauffer. Um, I just want to tell you I'm grinning ear to ear back there. You're making me feel really good. Sweet. Because um, I came from a similar background from you. I wasn't really in music. Sorry. <laughs> it's so like loud. It's so low. Sorry. Should I sit down? No, it's okay. No. Um, <laughs> I wasn't really into music when I was in high school. Yeah. So I came here, just recently made the move, and... Columbia is excellent. Like, there's so many connections to be made, mm-hmm. and it's good to hear that you've taken a successful route to get where you are. Thanks. But more so, I have a question because I'm struggling a little bit with what I want to do now. Um, I came here thinking that maybe I'd like to work for a record label or potentially own one, mm-hmm. meaning, like, I'd like to be constantly involved with new artists. I'd like to hear new talent and kind of make what they do popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but then recently, I've been studying music publishing, and I've heard that you worked at Universal in the creative department. Oh so I'm curious awesome. as to know which one would be more rewarding because I know that success is the exception right nine out of ten fails so yeah I'm wondering which one would be more rewarding or which one would be more um, financially stable great question um I think I'm a little biased but I was totally in your position when I was here um because I thought the label thing was like the move And for a lot of people, it totally is. Like, there's a lot of people that work at labels that love it. And I kind of fell into publishing because when I moved out to L.A., I had some industry connects, but, like, not a lot. And it just so happened that my mentor here, who was at the time the faculty advisor to Student Programming Board, shout out Sherrod, he he had dated in here in college when he went to Columbia, um, a girl who is now the assistant at, uh, one of the creative assistants at Universal Music Publishing. So he was able to like tell her about me that I was out in LA looking for a job. They happened to need a creative assistant there. And that's how like I started interviewing for that job. So I kind of fell into publishing by accident, but I think publishing is amazing. Like, it is an it is a world that you like don't really know about or realize how big it is until for me at least until I like left here and really got into like the music industry. So the fact that you like are aware of it right now is totally cool. Like I wish I would have been because then I would have paid attention more in my music publishing classes um, and like kind of learned about it more because it's super like 
not, I don't want to say complicated because it's not complicated, but it's just very like, it's a crazy world, right? Like it's like intellectual property that you're having to put value on. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and it's like accounting, it's sales, it's like A&R, it's everything. Um, but I think publishing is like a super cool industry that not enough music business kids necessarily know about or want to work in, but it's really to me like a cooler version of a label. Like it's less flashy. It's less like less competition. It sounds like yeah, too. and it's more about the music because publishing is songwriting. You know, like publishing is the underlying composition of like whatever the song is. Yeah, I I love the publishing world. I think it's awesome. Um, and the only like the the only reason I really left is because this chance thing was just like too good to pass up, you know? Um, but yeah, publishing is, is, and I think publishing is a more viable industry because everyone talks about record labels suffering. Like they totally are and they don't know what to do. Like I've sat in rooms with them and they're like, you should sign to us. And we're like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that they're like, you. right. They're like, uh, we can give you money. And we're like, we can make our own money. Like we don't need your, and you're your money. Really can. And <laughs> you're right. Yeah. And they're just like run by old people. And like, when you're done here, apply to be an assistant at any and every music publishing company. And that's like, like I was in my like creative assistant. They call them creatives now because like, a&R got like a bad rep, I guess. Um, but it's, it, they're an A&R. So I was an assistant to two A&Rs over there. Um, and that's in the, so like the label and publishers, any of the big companies, they work in like a corporate setting still, right? So you got to like climb the ladder. So you start as an assistant and then after however long you prove yourself or whatever, then you can become an A&R. And after that you can become a director and then whatever. So that's the first step, like straight up. If you want to be it, like apply to be an assistant. If you can specifically get in the creative department, that's great. But there were a lot of kids that I worked with that weren't necessarily at that point with an A&R, but like will be in the future. Um, but that's that's the job for you. I love publishing. I'll sell it to you all day. Yeah, I think it's great. It's it's super cool. And that's what they do. They listen to demos like all day and meet with songwriters. Yeah. They have a very cushy, awesome job. <laughs> I would, yeah, an A and R yeah. job might be for me when I'm like, you know, forty and ready to like. Exactly. No, exactly. You it's should, like the you opposite of be. working construction outside in Chicago. Yeah, you, you like show up to work at noon. You get like an chill. expenses card. Like you get to go to South and by now Coachella. I want to go do like, these right? Too. No, yeah. I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's you know. It's not too hard. Hey. So Monday is Brandon. Um, my concentration is video game design. But cool. I know that the gaming industry does also the music aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So I understand about that. But what I really want to know is um, how did you... Well, it's more of a two-part, two-part to the question. So how did you personally um, saw yourself growing as you tried out the different businesses, you know, like Free 99 and mm-hmm. work with Chase? And also, how did you... What do you learn from each of the businesses um, growing and what do you take from it? That's a good question. I think I just kind of learned like, you know, you want to be a really like well-rounded person, especially when you get out of here Um, because you want to kind of come to whatever job you're trying to get with like a whole, you know, utility box of like, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. 
And so I think like with the video stuff, obviously that was super helpful from like a, I'm much more of a like management brain than a creative brain, but that was a way for me to kind of sharpen like my feelings on aesthetics and colors and, you know, what looks good in a video and what doesn't look good in a video and what looks good as a like cover of an, you know, for records or whatever. It's kind of all about like sharpening those tools you have, you know, um, with the hats, like that was a, like we had to market them ourselves. So we had to kind of come up with like a release strategy, which I had never really done, um, for any kind of product. So it just kind of like constantly like, like Dora the Explorer, like throwing shit in your backpack, you know, like you got your map, you got your whatever, like you just kind of got to keep, keep getting stuff and putting it Don't in there. Don't let it get swiped. Don't let it get swiped. <laughs> yeah. Swipe or no swiping. Um, and there'll be people out there that try and swipe you. That's true. But um, swipe back. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That's, we're an anti-violence group. Um, yeah, no, I think it just kind of like, gathering all different skills you know um i think it's cool that like is this class required for your major uh i'm one i'm starting i started my minor in management this semester. Oh, okay cool that's super cool you have a minor i was gonna say it's cool that you like you're that's your major and you're in this class you know i think that's that's awesome i had a well i didn't graduate with a pr minor because i guess i didn't finish a couple things but like i took enough classes to like have a PR minor because I figured like this will be helpful you know in in the future when I go to whatever business I'm trying to go to to get a job um so yeah I think whether it's classes here like take some random classes you know um I took a recording class like I'm never gonna record records but at least I know how (laughs) right you'll see me up there like Timbaland or something like saying a couple of things and making tracks no I don't think that'll be me but um (laughs) yeah just just kind of like whether it's in school getting I took a photography class here because I could you know um why not learn all the classes here are equally as expensive so might as well (laughs) do some cool ones um (laughs) But yeah, I think just like it's really about making yourself a well-rounded person, you know, because that's what like when you get out in the real world, like I I mean, this is the real world. I would like strongly suggest practicing now that like and and doing stuff outside of school that brings the real world to you. Um, But once you get out of here, I think when you start applying for jobs, it's really interesting because it's obviously we all know not the same as like 10, 20 years ago. They're not just going to look at your resume. Like I did three interviews, I think with universal before I got the job. Um, and their biggest thing was like, they just wanted me as a person to fit within their like community. You know, it's like, because we have schools like Columbia now where you can go to school for music business that, that your resume doesn't, or your like degree, I guess, doesn't matter as much to them. Like they want to see that you completed something. They want to see that you've learned about stuff. But there's a million people out there with like qualifications, you know. So it's really about like who you are. Um, and like my my roommate just got a job um, last fall. She graduated from here in the spring with marketing communications, and she just got a job at a marketing firm here. That's super cool. And like that was their biggest thing is like they know you're capable of doing the basic tasks that they need you to do, but they wanted to find someone that fit 
in their, you know, their culture. Exactly. Like that's such a huge thing now, especially for the cool companies that you probably want to work for. It's going to be about like you as a person. So make yourself the like best person you can be. I sound so like it's it's true though. I mean, poetic. When I when I bring anybody on, and I'm certainly not like a huge marketing firm, but any, like when I brought you on as a producer, like you fit with the culture mm-hmm. of what we were doing. I could bring you to North Coast or Metro or you know Spring Awakening or something like that, and like you got it, you fit. There wasn't any like, oh, what is this? Like you totally. The second we set foot on the ground, you were in. Like yeah. you knew what you were doing. I didn't have to explain anything to you, and that's what you know, employers are looking for, yeah. you know, is somebody who like, again, somebody who will say yes to everything, who will do what needs to get done without being asked and who's going to fit in, not even, not like fit in because that sounds like conform, but who will work well and engage with yeah, the culture. And with the team. It. Yeah. Cause like, let's be honest, like everyone at this point could put Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel on their resume, you know, like we all know how to do a lot of like basic skills that 10, 15 years ago, people would have been like, oh, they know how to use a computer. Right. <laughs> That's great. We need someone that knows how to use a like computer. graduate school for that, right. I'm sure. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just like making sure you're a, a well-rounded, good person, you know, and like, and just be a good person and people will want to hire you, you know, like that's, that's how we built the Chance team, you know, like, I mean, Pat and Chance, like definitely started that whole thing. But like, since I've been on and since we've added people, it's 100% about their attitude. Like we've fired people who were very good at their job, but their attitude sucked, you know, like, or just there, they didn't fit in, you know, with like our, our team or whatever. Um, so there's, that's just like a, a huge part of it is just find, you know, being a great team player and finding your team, I think is super crucial. Great I question. Think, yeah, I think we hit the end of it because we gotta we gotta knock out some other stuff while we're still in class today. I don't know if you have a second to hang out. Um, I'm down. Okay, so we'll kind of like do a, a post mortem once we turn the mics off. But dude, Colleen Maris, this was like incredible. Yeah, thanks for having me. This no, is thank fun. you so much for coming out on a Wednesday morning at like nine a.m. Man, hey, gotta start the day. It's really early. Yeah, you got to start the day, but sometimes <laughs> right. you can start at one. And I mean, I usually do. So this is this was a good motivator to like get my ass moving. I love it, man. Uh, this was so cool, so incredibly informative, and I'm really genuinely appreciative that you're here and that we got to like put you on the other side of the mic. That's so yeah, cool, man. Yeah, this is cool. Um, and we're gonna do it tomorrow in yeah, the other ITM round class. Round two. Like that's so cool that you're coming out both days. No one ever does that. Well, we can all thank Chance for deciding to take a couple days. Uh, <laughs> and to giving himself. you a window. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I have a two-day window and you get both Oh, my days. gosh. I feel so lucky. <laughs> so, uh, Colleen Maris, thank you so much for coming to speak here. Intro to Management at Columbia College, Chicago. Uh, let's give her a hand. Can I clap for myself? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much.